Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few others. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And I save the best part for last. It's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
What's up, everybody? What's up? What's going on? It's James Kirkland. And what it do? It's another episode of the Intellectual Stew, and I am excited to make your acquaintance once again, once more, and again on this Monday night. I didn't come by myself. I got help tonight. I got my homegirl Ashley. Ashley, are you there? I am. Right then. So we got SG uh, with all of her insight to come be a part of this conversation. And I think we also have, let me check and see. I don't see her face anymore. I saw it a moment ago. Lady K, are you there? Run off when I thought I saw her. Lady K, are you there? All right, she'll be back in a minute, I guess. But what's going on, Ashley? How was your day? I know you said you got to get ready to go out of town tomorrow. So Long for a Monday. You know how you try to cram everything in before you get out the office. That's what's going on? Yeah. So you got it all worked out now? Uh no, as soon as I, well, as far as what I can do, as soon as I get up here, I'm going to get my bags packed. Well, we're going to try to make it fast tonight. We're not, we're not fast, but we're going to make it fast. No, yeah. I see Lady K. Lady K. Lady K. Lady K. I can't hardly see you. Can you hear us, Lady K? Lady K. Lady K. I can't hear. Do y'all hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Well, go out, go out and come back in. Text her, uh, Ashley. <laughs> you know we gotta have, we gotta help her through her uh, technical difficulty. Yeah, I'm gonna remove you for a second. Hey, but listen, uh, while while uh, Ashley's trying to help Lady K get situated, uh, we're gonna deal with three G's in conversations tonight. We're gonna deal with uh, if we get through all three of them, because I know we're fighting against the uh, national championship game. North Carolina and Kansas are playing tonight, and I'm gonna be honest. If I turn this camera around, you all would be able to see the game as well. <laughs> because I am watching it, I'm just not listening to it. So uh we're going to uh we're gonna watch it as soon as this uh show goes up. But we want I wanted to deal I told you all once before that I like to I like to test the pulse of the people. And first of all, before we go further, those of you all that are in the chat, don't be rude. Come on in, say hello. Uh come in and say hello. Uh uh let me know you're there, let me know where you're listening from, and we're gonna get this conversation going tonight. Let me see if we got Lady K. Lady K, are you there now? Do we have you yet? Go out and come back in. If it doesn't work, go out. Log off and come back in. Log off and come back in. Hey, Letitia Crane. All right, I'm going to have to remove you again. Um, Maybe if I kick out the studio, she'll come back in. Kick from studio. All right, and maybe that'll help her come back. Think that might work, Ashley? All right, so I don't have Ashley either. But, I, you know, I can handle it. I know I promise I can. But tonight we're going to deal with the three Gs of conversation. We're going to deal with gratuity. We're going to deal with grace. And we go, if we get to it, we're going to deal with grief. But first of all, I wanted to do with, deal with gratuity. I had a friend of mine uh, who works, hey, Letitia, who works in the service industry. And uh, he is a waiter uh, and a bartender, I believe. And uh, he called me last week and he said, James, I think you need to deal with gratuity. And uh, and I ain't gonna lie, I thought when he said he actually let me know you're there so so I so I know you're there as well. Uh, but when I um when I uh, when I saw uh, when he said let's deal with gratuity, I thought he was gonna say that people were too cheap and didn't want a tip. That's that's honestly I, that was the approach that I thought he was going to have with me. But that was not his approach. His approach was a uh, actually quite different and i want him to come on in a few minutes uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh text him and if you're listening dialing uh go ahead 
and pop in, and we're going to go ahead and get this conversation started with you tonight. Uh, but otherwise, let me ask y'all, what, what, uh, Ashley, when you go, let's, let's talk from a difference. Oh, let's see. Let's pray. Everybody cross your fingers and hopefully we got Lady K this time. Let's see. <laughs> Lady K, are you there? I don't know if you can hear me. I cannot hear anything. I can see you all, but I can't hear anything. Yeah, I, well, no, can you hear me? Now? You can still can't hear me? Okay. Well, I can't. I, I don't know. Keep, keep working on it, but I got to keep the show going. Mm -hmm. Uh, keep working on it. But, um, but uh so Ashley, when you let's let's when you go out to a nice restaurant, because that's kind of more more so what we're talking. And I put this post on Facebook today. Uh what what is your typical tipping range? Do you have a um, I think I was kind of like some of the people. I think I was kind of like some of the people. It depends on where we are, number one, and the cost of my bill. Um it's only been, I will say I've had two times where I haven't tipped at all. Like it was even to the point where I subtracted the actual gratuity that they give out of my ticket um, because it was beyond horrible. But um, I will generally do the <laughs> I will generally do the typical whatever the 20, 18, 20% is unless you look at the ticket and it's just below. Um, and then also it depends on how many people are there with me as well because if my homegirl's gonna tip five, I tip five, and the other person, you know, depending upon how many people are there, you know, we may end up, the person may end up having a $30 tip at the end of. So I think it just depends on the situation. All right. All right. And something, and, and I, I get that. Now, so y'all don't, y'all don't split the tickets. Y'all, y'all, if y'all, if y'all just add it all up and everybody pull out a calculator and say, I bought, I bought the steak, I bought the chicken fingers. Mm -mm. I mean, okay. no. No, 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 no. So most of the time they'll bring you your own individual ticket. Okay. And depending upon what restaurant you are, they may already, they may include gratuity inside of the ticket uh, prior to. But yeah. what I'm saying is if I'm paying for my ticket, we don't necessarily ask for each other, but we kind of gauge what we would think each other would do based upon what has happened throughout the gotcha. night. Gotcha. Okay. So listen, I got dialing now. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring dialing in. And uh, and we're gonna let him tell his convictions. Everybody in the chat, first of all, say hi. Second of all, share the thread for me, if you will. And number three, the question is: When you go out to a nice restaurant, what is your usual tipping range? Do you say fifteen percent, twenty five percent, nothing based on service? Let me know. Let's get this conversation started tonight, and we can go ahead and get this thing going. DW straight out of Grady, Arkansas. What's going on, Dylan Winston? I'm Joe <laughs> from Grady, y'all. What's up, baby boy? Yeah, you must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dylan is from What's Atlanta, up? Georgia. Dylan's from Atlanta, but Dylan and I met in 1990 at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Uh, we that's, uh, that's, that's where we met at. And actually, Dylan and I have been cool ever since then. Uh, we really I have. was four. You were four? So you, yeah. so you see grown men talking, so be cool. I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Don't, be Don't, start. Don't, Don't start. Don't start, man. I ain't going to start. So Denise says she tips 20%. Everybody in the chat, Richland, I'm, Richland when you're chatting, we're going to try Lady K one more time, y'all. Let's try. Woo. Come on, Jesus. Come Lady K, folks. are you there? Okay, she gone. All right, Dylan. So uh, so we got I got the people asking a question because I put the question on Facebook today. I said, how yeah. much do you usually tip? And people said typically around fifteen percent. Some people said mm -hmm. as much as fifty percent, uh, and uh, mm -hmm. and for various reasons, some said twenty five, thirty percent. I was looking for a disparity between men and women, but it was it was even. I thought women might have tipped more, 
but it was men tipped as much as women, but actually more men said the 50 and 30% and stuff like that. Well, but, well, the men do tip more, but the women initiate more than the men. Okay. Okay. And you're speaking, if, and it's, a, if, it's, a, if it's, if it's a couple situation, the one, the man going to always tip it as far as the couple is concerned out of the two. Okay. And most women, if they like the service, because in all adequate purposes, women are served first, regardless. Okay. That's just the universal rule. Mm -hmm. And so when you start with the lady first and the man second, then more than likely she's going to appreciate that, that service he get, and she's going to initiate him to do the tip. Now me, most people, they, uh, they go by service. It's not a requirement, even though they'll put that on your PS machine when you, when you, when you draw out your, your ticket or your, uh, at the end of your meal or whatever, they'll add that gratuity in there. Mm -hmm. But really, it's really to the discretion of the customer whether or not you're tipped or not based on your performance and your service. Mm -hmm. If you're good at what you do and you like a breath of fresh air of some people and you'll get that tip without even having to acknowledge or to uh, solicit. Gotcha. Let me let me stop you real quick. All right. First of all, before we get into all that, because that was that was the part that threw me off when, when we had the conversation. We, well, we talked about this about an hour the other morning when you called me. Yeah. And what he said was, and first of all, darling, tell him who you are and tell him what you do. What kind of work all you right. do for us? My, my name is Dallin Winston, and I've been in the hospitality business for almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. I've bartended. I was I was a server. And I was taught by the best, and I was taught the actual rule of hospitality, which is a universal rule all over the world. Nothing changes within the rule. It's a standard. It's a standard uh, process, and is and is notarized all over the world, with every genre of uh, nationality or whatever the case when it comes to fine dining and hospitality. And when you are served. And when you're paying meals with a, with a high dollar ticket on it, then you, you know, you would expect to be treated like kings and queens, so to speak. Now, as a good server, if you know them, if you've mastered the art of, a, of, a, of being able to show true hospitality as a server, then your tip, your tips and your gratuity will be tremendous because real people that understand that service and they'll do it the right way recognizes that and you won't have to say a word your actions will speak for you if you're a ashley, server yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right quick ashley I, i'm sorry y'all i'm not trying to cut him off but I, I don't want him to get it i want i want to flesh this conversation out i don't want it i don't want him to give it all away in one little in one little uh because he oh, will okay. he, he'll, he'll talk for seven eight minutes but we're gonna break this conversation down piece by piece ashley what messed me up when he called me was like i said a normal person that works in the service industry to me would seem to be one who would solicit more tips or they would want, they would want to make as much as in tip. But when he called me, he said, no, that's that person's discretion, whether or not they want to give a tip. He said, they yeah. don't, they don't, he said, they don't give a tip. They don't, they don't give me a tip until I've earned the tip. He said, so there's a formula that I use when I'm dealing with people. So tell them a little bit about mm -hmm. that process dialing, which, what you do to start. Well, earning your tip. Well, for one, the, you like I said before, you always start with the lady first in any situation. You're going to speak to her first. You're going to acknowledge her first. You're going to place them first when it, and start with her first. You're going you're gonna, to, if you're a French servant, 
and you are delivering their food, their entree, you're going to start with her first and, and the man second. And anytime you're going to watch the table, you're going to be observant to who you are, uh, to, to the customers that you're attending to. And if you observe it well, you won't work yourself to death. They'll be happy. They have a clean table for each entree and everybody will be happy. You're going to be polite. You're going to show a smile. You're going to engage with them like as if you've known them for years. Everybody can't do that. And that's what I love about being a bartender is because I have the power to engage in you, to make you feel like that I've known you for years as an old friend. And this old friend is going to give you your drink and he's going to make you feel like, uh, you know, make you feel special about yourself. And in return, you're going to give it to me. I won't have to say, well, do you think I did a good job? Do you think I need a tip or try to solicit a tip jar or try to go? You know, I think it's, it's, it's not it's uncouth to solicit someone a tip to give you a tip. Your 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 service should speak for itself. That's just my opinion, though. I think you should have some class and some dignity because at the end of the day, no one ha everybody has a right not to give you a tip if they don't want to. And you can't read people's pockets because, oh, she got the money. Uh, she uh, Black folks don't tip. Uh, she got the money. Uh, they could have did this. Well, you might not. That might not be the case. They might just have just enough just to pay for the ticket. And that happens. But I'm not going to put them on front street or give them an attitude or because I gave a five star service that I'm going to get a tip in return. It's not always the case. You know, do people really but, ask for tips? Do y'all do yeah. ask for That's tips? why I called him. I called I called James because this guy came to me. He he's a junk remover and he says he solicits tips to customers all the time. I'm like, I said, why would you do that? Well, uh, I did all this work and uh uh I went over and beyond and I said, Was it your contract, right? She said, Yeah. I said, Did you get paid for your service? I said, Yeah. I said, Well, then you good. Hmm. Well, I felt like that uh, she should have gave me a tip too. Well, did she, uh, well she didn't though, right? She said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, what you gonna do about it?" <laughs> hey, okay, stop. Let me stop you right there, Lady K. Can you hear me first of all? Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> hallelujah! He okay. coming in a Honda. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, Honda coming in a Honda and a Suzuki too. Yeah. Everybody in, oh. everybody in the uh, comments. Let me ask you a question. First of all, share the thread. Second of all, say hello. But has there ever been a moment where you went to a restaurant and you didn't leave a tip? If you didn't yeah. leave a tip, when I'm talking to them, I ain't talking to you right now. No. Okay. <laughs> Is there ever a moment that you didn't leave a tip? And if you didn't leave a tip, why didn't you leave a tip? I'm, that's for those in the chat. I want y'all, if I can, I can get y'all in the chat to talk to each other while we're talking on here and y'all can talk about what we're talking about and kind of get this conversation going. Go ahead, Ashley. It's I see something about to come out it's, no, I was just going to say, it's pretty interesting that we got, you know, the guru of servers on the line that says that he, you, you don't get a tip unless you earn a tip because most people feel as though, you know, sometimes they, people say that servers make, they don't, they make a certain amount of money, which may not be on the higher end. I don't know because I've never, the service I've done was car hopping at Sonic. So I don't know if it's the same, yeah. but, um, well, that, that's the only place where I would have gotten tips. Yeah. And so, you know, for people, people, and I've had heard the service say, well, we don't get this. So this is the reason why we do this. I know during the pandemic, there's a restaurant that I frequent a lot and they just started adding in 18% gratuity. And um, the lady was like, it was because people were coming here and they wouldn't tip. And in my mind, 
I don't know the people. Just like you just said, uh, Mr. You know Whitney. why they didn't tip? Because their service wasn't trained. And in this industry, you have people to get thrust into that business and just throw it on the fly. And they learn as they go. That's how I became a bartender. That's how I became a server. But um, fortunately, I was taught by men who had been in the business of the industry for years, and they actually taught me the art of hospitality. There is such a thing. All right? And I'm telling you, it's your charisma. It's your appearance. I've seen waiters look shabby. Shirts be all wrinkled. They ties all be all out of whack. They put, they put on them old dingy ass shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you come to work, you look, you, you, look like, you, you look like you look like somebody threw you away, and then you mad because you at work and you frown. You got an attitude. You're not pleasant. You know what I'm saying? And you know it reads into your service. Like I don't want people to cook my food when they mad. That's if you mad, I'm gonna taste it in the food. Wow. So if you if you if you if you I love hospitality because, you know, you might know I don't mind engaging with you, even though I've never met you all. Mm. But that's just my personality. And you feel comfortable with me. And then you will want me to serve you. And I will. And you enjoy me. And you will tip me. I don't have to solicit no tip. My service going to speak for itself. You're going to want to tip me. And I don't have to put a tip jar out. I've seen people. Uh, I, I, I go over beyond to pull a lady's chair out. I'll do whatever shivery that needs to be done as a professional. And I'm going to look good doing it. And you're going to like how I serve you. And I'm going to treat you like as if you queen of England or the, or the king or whatever. Because you paid the 50 to 100 some dollars a plate. And you took your date out on a fine dining. And you want her to, and you want her to have an experience. And that makes me feel good when I know that I made someone feel good that night. That's why I love bartending so much. Because people will let you know when you're the life of the party. And you one of those key things about bartending and serving that makes that all right is how you treat people and a little humility. It don't I don't care about the race, I don't care about your background, I don't care what country you're from. Yeah. When you when you when you when you have that confidence in you to know that I can make you happy whether you're not happy or not, it goes a long way. <laughs> and I'm a clown too. I like to have fun with folks. I'm not so I'm not so stiff where I can't humanly engage with you to where you can like me to want to tip me. Most servers think that they in jail when they serve it, and they shouldn't feel that way. Any job that you make money in, you should master it. If you're going to do the job, master it. Check this out, Dylan. Hold on. Uh, Lady K, I want you to address what Corey just said. You there, Lady K? Yeah. Okay. Lady K, Corey said, if gratuity is already included, I'm not leaving anything else. Not you, Dylan. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead, Lady K. What you think about that? If, if the gratuity is already included, are you going to leave anything additionally? It just depends on the service that I get. Um, okay. I was at a restaurant on yesterday for a brunch, and gratuity was already included, you know, in the tab. I didn't leave anything extra, neither did the person that I was with. However, Nothing was really, nothing more was required. I mean, the service was okay. It wasn't bad, but they forgot part of the order. Um, yeah. And they were, they were extremely busy. But this is what I think. This is, this is, this is, this is Ain't that enough? Hold on. He about to jump through the camera. They, know, they, they forgot part of the order. I promise. Ain't that enough? Well, that's why I said nothing else was really required because 
the part of, but the service, the attitude of the people was good. They were extremely, extremely busy. I won't call the name of the place, but uh, they're in Little Rock off Cancer. But, <laughs> but this is what I want. This is what I want to say. I ask a, a question that I will put out here. What about the, because usually the service is going to depend on more than one person. It's going to depend on your waiter, your waitress. It's going to depend on the cook. And it could depend on the bartender. All of those three people, at least three people, for that one meal. So what if the bartender is good, but the waiter or waitress is horrible? What if the waitress is good, but the the food wasn't right? So well, I then, you, then you tip the cook. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So I don't you know, know you can't go back to you can't go back to the kitchen and say, "Hey, you did a Absolutely. great meal today." Here, Absolutely. you are allowed to do that. Absolutely, and I, I have, have done, done it. I have done it. My I have to. But, but, but Lady K, <laughs> Dylan, Lady K just brought up a good point. What's what that? if the waiter has a great attitude? The waiter yeah. making sure the water don't get half full. I mean, half mm -hmm. empty. What if all the, the everything's going good, but the food, the kitchen is slow as H E double hockey sticks? Should the waiter or waitress set expectations at that point and say, hey, listen, no, that's not that that has nothing to do with the waiter because the waiter didn't cook the food. But but but, but you're not. Go, are you going to hold his tip against him? No, no, because of the food. No, if you were, if you were serving about your service, then you would recognize that. And there's no issue. I'm, the reason I'm saying this, you, you, know, you know, the the main one we see is the waiter. Well, you you, you shallow huh? because it's more than it's shallow. That's shallow thinking I get because it. it's more than just that. I get, I, I know that. Now you telling you telling you telling the character you telling on the character about yourself, no, not I, you, I, so I, to speak, no, but no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm using I'm using I'm playing devil's advocate. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. Saying. I feel yeah. as though I I feel as though the communication portion between your guest and yourself on what's going on makes that whole experience. Well, okay. keep, just like he said, if you if you pour my water, you got everything good. You know, you bringing me some more bread out. I'm not hungry. You know, so I can kind of, right. you know, I'm not gonna say out of sight, out of mind, but I guess that be, would be what it is. I haven't noticed that my food been. I've been waiting on my food for thirty. Yeah, minutes. if your you if know, your so. service is good, it can mask some things. Yeah, but let's be clear that uh, it's the the little things make all the difference in the world. I used to deliver furniture for Williams-Sonoma, and I used to go in these people's homes, okay? I've been given $120 just for dropping a rug off. Okay. Okay? Because you I've coming in and asking, do you want me to lay the rug out for you? My name, my <laughs> name, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce myself, first uh -huh. of all, and so you can acknowledge who I am. My name is Dallin Winston. I'm here to serve you today. I'm, I'm a representative of so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'm here to deliver your item today. How would you, would you like for me to unroll or whatever the case? Yes, sir, Mr. Wins, how you doing? And I have I have leisure small talk as I work. If they got a dog in there, I love dogs, so we can have a great conversation. I break the mold and I put my charm in and my personality, and they'll laugh. <laughs> you know, and they and they yeah, like they hey. like the pleasantry because <laughs> it's a southern thing. You have to be in the south where people can wave at each other and don't know each other. You understand? Mm. I mean, my grandfather made plenty of money all his life. And I asked him, Dad, what's more important if you had to do it again? He said, well, if I had to choose between friends and money, I'll choose friends. Wow. 
That's a good. One. Hey, let, let's let's let's, let let's, see, what, let's see what uh, Letitia Crane said. She said mahogany's in. Here, let me put it up here. She said mahogany's in Memphis. It's a restaurant. She said, yeah, I got a tip. The waiter. That's my hometown right there. The, yeah, the waiter, the bartender, and the cook because she had such a good experience. And that's that's uh that's validating more so what Mr. Winston just said. As far mm-hmm. as if you realize that it's and let, and let me put this caveat on there, especially in fine dining, you got more. I ain't talking about just Applebee's. I'm talking about a real nice <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. You got several different entities that you're trying and people pay attention because sometimes we go places and don't know how to act. Yeah. And y'all know I'm right. We go, Ooh, yeah. we go places. And we're well, let me, tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I didn't mean to cut you, but one okay. place that taught me exactly how to learn it right was when I started serving and bartending in country clubs. Okay. Mm. okay. So what, how, mm. now, Ashley, go ahead and say what you were about to say. Oh, I, think I was just going to say, you, when you said we don't know how to act, you know, when it's our first time going somewhere, we done looked at the menu and we see that the steak is $50, which for some people, this is <laughs> what, you know, this you used to doing this. Or the, so or now the food, that you're is, about or the to food is a la carte. Or the food is yeah, a la carte. You everything get is separate. So you want, <laughs> and you like, I'm paying such and such songs. So you got to let everybody know that you're paying $50 for a steak. Yeah. And then you, you, you were the hell out to serve us so, so much. And then you may not even leave a tip. But most of the time when they doing stuff like that, they're going in a group. And so it's probably going to be included. Some servers, mm-hmm. and I know it, it's, it's done, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, if they feel like that the party is more apt to not tip, they may go ahead and include it inside of there. Now, I have been upset about that because <laughs> I have felt like don't include no SHIT in my ticket, okay? Yeah. And, and, and if you included in my ticket and what I was going to give you was more, you're going to get because I don't tell me that, oh, it's a we're having a such and such so and so and so we it automatically is in. There. I said, no, that's not automatically in there because last week when I came, it wasn't automatically in there. But since yeah, you want to play this robbery. Game, it's strong arm robbery. It is. You can't just put that in someone's in someone's hey. tab. I, I had, I remember one, a long time ago, we used to try to go to every nice restaurant in Atlanta. Uh, and I remember one time I went to one particular restaurant. I'm not going, because I ain't giving nobody no pre They're not paying me any advertising, so I'm not saying the name of no restaurant. So I went in this particular restaurant, and then when we were pretty young. We might have been 23 and 20, 24, 21, somewhere around that range. And the waiter was so arrogant, a uh, white dude, Dylan. He came up to yeah. me, and he like, y'all ever been here before? Like, nah. He was like, well, y'all are in for the night of your life. And you know, man, I'm a Kirkland, so you know, I take stuff. I, I take stuff. I read too far into things, and I take it personal, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And my dumb butt, you know what I did at the end of the night? Handed what him, a 50, handed him a fifty dollar tip just to show him I could. And that, and and that was so arrogant and stupid, dog, because he didn't deserve fifty dollars at that point. He did not deserve fifty dollars because he insulted us from the beginning. But I'm because I made pretty good money at that time. You know what I'm saying? I was in the car business. But he didn't know that, huh? He didn't know what you made. I know, he but that's, your, what, he that your dream. Dream. that's what that was. And that was my dumb way of showing him who I was when I didn't have. Now at forty nine, nowhere in the world I, I would probably. Hey, can I sit somewhere else? You know, because I don't really think I want to deal with you tonight, cat. You know, but I handled it totally, totally different. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, but no, that's that's well, good stuff. What, that's what made me upset about old boy because he would go to these people after you done did the job you were paid for. You have to go through the soliloquy with them to let them know that, hey, 
Uh, would you mind giving me a tip? You practically begging. And I'm telling people that when you when you apply a service, there's a fine line between begging and you know soliciting. Like if I'm a bartender and I'm doing a nonprofit event, that's tacky to put a tip jar out there. Because it's a non-profit event. But that don't mean you denied your tip. You understand? If there's no tip, because a lot I do a lot of events and then I don't have a tip job there because a lot of the venues have that in their policy. You're not allowed to do that. But if a person came to me and it's like, sir, I noticed that you guys don't have a tip job here. Is it okay? I say, well, sir, it's not in our policy, but it is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is. And guess what they do? They yeah, keep putting it right in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead of me sitting it on the bar where people can see money on there, I put and it I'm in like my pocket. There you go. And I'm gonna put it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. You know, and it's 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 you know, it's it, you know, it's it's I think it's tacky to do that. I think if you just you don't you can't go expecting every time you do a good job that people are gonna reward you for that. Life don't work like that. That's it not, just don't. If it anything, it should tighten your skills up to go hard. And if you if you if if you if you ooze the confidence, it'll, your energy will draw them in. I don't know what it is about human beings and engaging with each other, but that works. And when the people engage in you, they will pay. They'll so give now, you. They'll give, yeah. Let me ask you. So, as consumers, as as those of us going into a nice restaurant, what yeah. quali- what qualities should we look for in a server that's helping well, them earn, earn that tip? This the first thing that I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna look and make sure that the tools that I use to eat my meal are, are clean. Uh. Glasses, silverware, plates, all of that. Uh. Where I where I sit on my table, where I'm gonna sit down in the chair that I'm gonna sit in. I need to see. I, I'm evaluating everything as if I'm their supervisor, like I would have been evaluated if it was me. And I've learned that over the years. And I'm gonna notice that. Then I'm gonna notice the uh, the uh, the server when the server come to me. She's gonna have a smile. She's gonna be pleasant, like she's ready, like she's in. She's glad that I'm here, and she's ready to serve me with no problems. Not having an attitude like, "Damn, I ain't feel like getting up this morning," and I don't got it with my old man. And what you want? My, yeah, and this old this old girl back in the back is jealous of me because she think I'm looking. You know, they bring all that. It's not professional. Mm-hmm, okay, and, and once you master that. And have 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 a uh, have a personality, <laughs> you know, not so high, but smile, you know, smile, you know, be nice. If you be if you be nice to the lady, if you a male server and you be nice to the lady, it'll carry you a long way. Just be nice, okay. be pleasant. Don't be no asshole. Don't be flirtatious. Don't be too flirtatious. Be a gentleman. If she decides to get up, ma'am, is there anything you need or pull a chair for? You know, it's the little thing, the little subtleties. Open the door for her. Never walk in front of a person as a server. You always give the customer the right of way to walk past you. I've seen servers walk right in front of me in my path, in my line of path. That's tack as hell. And in some places, they would have put you out of there. Mm. When it comes so to something. You mentioned something, and we, we probably won't get on this topic, but you not knowing these people. You say you pull the chair out for them? Yeah, for the ladies, I always do. Hmm. And, and if I'm feeling real good that day, I'll take the napkin and put it across your lap. Oh. 
Okay. And I, I asked that question because of a, a topic of discussion I had on my post. So, yeah, and you don't know them. They, they're they just complete strangers. That's. I mean, I'm doing a service. Ooh. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I've been tested. I've done conventions where I've had multiple tables of 10 chairs per table. I've had three. So that's like 30 people that I had to serve all at once. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine uh, all of them wanting something at the same time? And I'm running back and forth. And when you bring one little thing, then they think of something else. Then you go back and you bring something else and this, then they think of something else. Then you go, damn, you like, damn, lady. What do you want to throw? What do you want? <laughs> so are you that server that be like, okay, do you need some? Do you need some? Do you need some? Do you let them know that they're getting on your nerve? No, I, no. To avoid to avoid all that, I use my brain and I work smart. Mm-hmm. I set my station up to where I don't have to do all that. If I'm prepared, when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Come on now. That's good. I learned it the hard way. Trust me. Well, the thing I'm noticing and I really love is that you you have a, a passion, and it mm-hmm. seems like your passion ain't for the tip. Excuse me, intellectual stuff. Your passion is not for <laughs> the uh, for the tip. It's for the respect. It's for the respect. That's what I want from you. So you want to be a good server. And so, 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 let me ask this. so, so everybody can't everybody can't be a server in your opinion, then, right? No, it's yeah, absolutely not. Okay, okay. I'm not. Well, I'm service, and to me, to me, I, I'm not gonna say they may work hand in hand because I've never been a server like that. But if you don't got good customer service skills, you don't need to be in no mm. in nobody restaurant trying but to get now, nobody. But that doesn't, but that doesn't mean you can't learn. You can be though. If you're not, you can be. No one exempt. No one is exempt, whether you have the personality or not, not to be a great server. You can if you're willing to learn. Okay. That, that was a question I was that was a question I was gonna ask. Can a person yeah. learn how to be uh, a good server? Or did, or does yeah. Okay. Okay. You can just go, you can just go on YouTube and it'll actually show you exactly how to do hospitality and serve uh serve people the proper way. You, it can't give you the right attitude though. And what I say, and what it seems like you have, and, and, and I've been knowing you for a long time. Uh, mm. Chuck, Chuck is on here too. My, you know, my uncle Chuck is on here. He's, he's watching right now too. Me, Chuck and Dylan, we've been running ever since the UAPB days back in 1990. Oh and, yeah. We go and, back a long way. Yeah. And, 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 to, and I, and he's been here actually longer than I have. Cause he went to high school here part of his time too, and came back and forth. So Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, we've been, so we've been, and so to hear him talk about, the serve because I he's done more things he's done more things to serve than just working in restaurants. You know, he's owned businesses, he's owned mid-moving mm-hmm. companies, he's owned you know things where he has to deal with and in, interact with people. And when you have to yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I do promotions, I do party promotion, and that goes with that too. You're dealing with a lot of personalities. Go, you go know, because I'm about to bring I'm about to bring the, the gratuity portion to a close, and we're gonna yeah. get into grace in just a moment. Cause I got somebody uh, else about to bring on, but tell us about your party promotion. What what you got coming up soon? Well, I do events. My uh my my company is Winston Empire LLC Promotions, and I do events and parties. And I also have a nonprofit also called Winston House Foundation, where I help young people and 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 my folk be able to start their businesses and try to motivate them to get over that hurdle of fear 
of taking that risk to go ahead and getting started. And I supplied all the resources and links I can to help folk out. And, you know, just try to get them on their feet and teach them how to how to save their money, how to how to invest properly. And uh, I like fellowship. I've all, I've been a man of fellowship all my life. That's that's how I was raised. And I like to see people have a good time. So I throw big festivals and parties and block parties and stuff like that. I have the DJs and the food and 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 everybody just come out and have a good time. And that's what I like doing and and helping people and create jobs for folk where they can make a little money and try to mentor some of these young folk. I love the young people, man. The young people gravitate to me because I stick around, you know, and uh, and, and James will tell you, you know, uh, that's even a challenge for young people to respect you as an elder, but I found a blueprint for that. I found a blueprint for that and it works for me. And uh I just stay. I'm not a I'm not a fly by nighter. You understand? So when these kids see that you stick around, they learn to follow suit. And I find that kid and they works for me and I and I do for them. And I give them and they call me, they look up to me, they'll tell me their secrets about they stuff where they wouldn't tell most strangers. Because they know me and they 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 trust him, and so when I have that kind of pod piper type mentality with these kids, I I don't use it for evil. I use it for good to get them to try to follow suit on making better lives for themselves and more than what they're dealing with, and that makes me feel good. The bartending, I train people to bartend and serve. I do that stuff because uh, it carries a long way in their character, building up their integrity and their character. You know, that's good. Well, Dylan, man, I'm not going to hold you up any longer, man. I appreciate, I, you for the, I appreciate you for the suggestion. And I more, and I really appreciate you for coming on the show. I know you told me you got a whole lot more suggestions that you wanted to share with us. and we're gonna Oh, talk. anytime, man. I oh, appreciate yeah. you having me, man. I love to talk to you guys. Y'all oh, the best. You, 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 you will be back. You, you will be back, <laughs> trust me, on a more consistent basis. You will be back because I know you got a lot to offer. And uh, you don't mind talking. And you're humble, and I love it. So uh, we're gonna y'all, y'all, uh, y'all take heed to what Mr. Winston said. Uh, he got some parties coming up. Winston Empire. If y'all want to follow him on uh, IG, uh, Winston Empire, and. Uh And go to the next level of our conversation today, y'all. I'm trying to do something different with the show now. I don't want to just deal with one particular topic, but I want to hit two or three different things sometimes on certain nights. So we uh, and so I, uh, me and Ashley were trying to come up with a title, and I, you know, I know we're on five G, but I'm a little bit behind, so I made it three G. Uh, I had the gratuity to person together. Uh, now we're gonna deal with grace. A and actually, Ashley, you stem you stimulated this conversation with the question that you asked on Facebook yesterday. When you uh, asked about do what was it that you said do uh do men still pull do out men still open, open doors? the doors uh huh yeah and ahead, women uh, do women do men still open the door open doors for lady both car uh included and women is it um a requirement yes do women still open the door I mean, do men still open the door for women and ladies, do you make it a requirement? Ladies, do you make it a requirement? Those are questions for those of y'all that are in the chat. And guys, John, uh, Charles Tolliver, Corey Crusterson, all of you gentlemen that are, uh, uh, what's his name, Mr. Aaron Harper, uh, do y'all still open the door for ladies? 
Do y'all still open the doors for ladies? I mean, uh, do that still happen? All right, I got a friend of mine. I got my homeboy. What's up, Chanel? Hey, uh, I got my homeboy, my partner, my dog. Well, I can't say my dog because I, I never did cross <laughs> over Bernie's stand. But my homie, what's up, Pastor John Wilson? What it do, dog? Hey, man, bless you, man. I want to say, first of all, thank you uh, for the invite into the panel that you have. It is such a pleasure and an honor to uh, be on Intellectual Stew. I am going to try to make sure I stay at my uh, very professional uh, level. Man, but, you, if, you uh, keep like that, a, if you keep talking that professional, I'm going to kick you out the studio. You better talk yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm on I'm with gonna, it. I'm going to keep it. Hey, you, we, hey, we got, hey, we, yes, I'm going to kick you size 12. I'm going to kick you so far out of my studio. Just remember, You better, hey, come on. Similac, sipping saints, all that kind of stuff. No, I'm just <laughs> No, but listen, I'm, let me say this to y'all that are on the show, okay? Uh, uh, first, Nisha says she don't make. She said I don't make it a requirement, but I do expect it. I appreciate you, Nisha, for saying that. <laughs> Chanel said uh, she just asked a good question. Oh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Oh yeah, we're talking about uh, asking questions. But listen, let me let me say this right here. First of all, I, Karen, you looking at my mouth? Read. Look at the words that are coming out of my mouth. I did not name myself the mind massager. No, you okay? didn't. I did not come up with that idea. I am. In fact, it's hard for me to say it myself, and I'm I'm kind of getting used to it a little bit because I, I I embarrass easily, and I and I hate letting people down. So I'm not the one that came up with that. John Wilson is the one that came up with that name. So John, tell them who you are. You can tell them why you started calling me that. And we and and the and the question is for you, ladies, in the chat. Ashley, ask it one more time. Oh yeah, and all y'all that are in the chat, right quick. If y'all share this right quick, we're probably gonna be on for about 30, 40 more minutes at the most. If y'all share this real quick, then we can get some more people in the chat and they can benefit from this conversation as well. Now, the question is, now what we're dealing with is grace and grace from the standpoint because of the question that Ashley just asked. Ask that question one more time, Ashley, then I'm going to bring John back in. Fellas, do you still open up the car doors? Do you still open doors for women, car doors included? Ladies, is this a requirement? John, you can you tell us how you do that? it first and then go into your conversation. You want me to answer that question? First, yeah, you can yeah. answer that question first and then go Yes, oh, but, of, but of course, uh, Miss Ashley and uh, Lady Kate, but of course uh, I do. And I think it's a, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a requirement of the women, but I do think that men should show their queen the respect. Uh, if you're riding with me, if you're going somewhere with me, I'm going to treat you like the Nubian queen that you are from 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 the start if you said no you don't have to i'm i'll 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 share that space with you but i will open up that door for you by all means at all times gotcha gotcha everybody uh tisha crane said that's a good that's a good uh a good uh what was it what i'm saying oh yeah this is a good one ashley Joy, Joy Gibbons flag say yes they still open doors but no it's not a requirement it's cool either way okay and i so let me so let me tell you or tell the peoples why I asked this question. So I went out somewhere on a Friday night. And as I was walking through now, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's been, I, I'm not going to say a requirement, but all the men in my life do it. My mate did it. Open doors for me, my daughter, his mother, all of those those great things. So this is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through the building and this guy standing in front of the door. I thought he worked there. But at that point, I really didn't care if he worked there or not. He was a man standing in front of the door. 
So I stopped and stood. And I looked at him. I said, are you going to open the door? He's like, oh, I don't work here. And I said, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And so I said, okay, so are you going to open the door? Because I'm thinking by this time, still, you're standing in front of the door. So are you going to open right. the door? So he went on with this story. Um, he said, well, honestly, I thought that because it was a guy walking behind me that I didn't even know. He said, I thought you was with this guy. So I just kind of stepped to the side and I said, well, do you think that I would be asking you or even if he was my man that he would be standing behind me um, and I'm waiting to for the door to be open? So he was like, well, I don't know you. And women, no, he said women feel entitled. I mean, you know, um, I don't know you, so I don't just be open up to this. So by this time, I kind of positioned myself in a way to not be standing, uh, you know, right in front of him. And so the guy that was behind me was kind of looking like this dude is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so midway through his sentence of us women feeling entitled and he doesn't open up the window. I mean, open up the door for women. The guy was like, excuse me, my brother. He opened up the door and said, go ahead, sweetheart. Here you go. And so I was kind of taken aback by it because I was just when he was going because I felt like now he was going off. I'm just sitting there looking at him like, are you really going off? about standing in front of a door and then you don't want to open up the door. Was he young? And I no, he was not. The guy that opened the door for me was. When you but say he I wasn't young, what age, what age range would you do you think he was? I would say he was over 40. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's strange. That's yeah. Strange. And so I was confused because I had never heard anybody say that <laughs> women are entitled because they want the person to open up the door. And look at Corey's comment. 80% of the time when I reach out for the door, the sister says, I got it. Well, Corey, I've seen it happen too. I do understand. But I'm not going to stop. I can't speak for those women. I don't know what they're, you know, that's not me. So I'm going to always stand to the side. Uh, I'm going to, even if the man, because there's a lot of men that will go ahead of the woman and open up the door Mm -hmm. to so hold it. and I, a guy has held the door and this is both racist um a guy has held the door up, and right. i may kind of scurry along and he's like take your time i'm oh, still here me. so I, I had never heard that so i wanted to ask the question because i'm thinking is this what we got to look forward to now like people not want to hold the door that's just a simple gesture and ladies when they do hold the door open for you, say thank you. That's right. Now, y'all may already know this. So I'm not talking to the people that do know this. But it takes 2.5 seconds to say thank you. And you know right. what? You can even say it real cute and a real damsel like when you do it. Thank you. And go on in the door. Because I, I'm not a man. But to me, that makes him feel even. You said what? You definitely are not a man. We, we can see that. But what I'm saying is, I not I don't want to be. The, I'm not saying I'm the spokesperson, but it does make a man feel good to be told thank you or feel appreciated after right. they've done a good deed. Can I or, can I throw something out there? Can yeah. I throw something out there? Because I'm looking at what Tamia says. Tamia says. Tamia White says I would appreciate him opening the door, but it's not a requirement, especially mm-hmm. if I know that he is an overall good man friend. To me. <clears throat> Joy a minute ago said it's not a requirement. Uh, I think Nisha Harris said it's not a requirement. I think y'all should make it a requirement. It's a why? requirement for me. Why? I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because a lot of times we don't know no better. And if we don't know any better, 
you don't do better until somebody until you know until somebody teaches you, right? And just like yeah. you use that sweet voice to say thank you, you can also use that sweet voice as bait to teach them how to open a door. I'm because I, I, I I'm gonna tell you why I say that because I teach a woman who's not used to having a door open for her. I'll teach her that this is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. My daughters know if you go to the door, don't you open that door if I'm in the vicinity. I, that's a behavior I'm going to teach, okay? And I tell Absolutely. a woman, that, and John, I know I see you bobbing your head because I know you agree. But I ask, if I see you walking in the door and you're about to thank you, Letitia. Letitia said it is a requirement for her. But Lady K, if I see you walking to that door and you're about to open it, I'm saying, yeah. oh, <laughs> don't deprive me of my opportunity to be a man. Right. That's right. Go ahead, John. What do you think about that? I was going to, I'm not, I'm going to beat her to the door. You're not going to be in front of me. Any lady, any, any, I'll, and I'll hold the door for the people. If, if there's a couple that's coming out, I'll get the door for them so they can come out. So the, the young lady or whoever coming in next, whoever, the one, two, three, four, five, all of y'all are going to come in because the thing is you can't teach what's not inside. But if you show a brother or, or, or somebody standing around, you, I ain't got to hold no door for, but that's what you do. But the yeah. thing is you have to show respect to the ladies. I have daughters. So I'm going to show them if, if, if Joker A, B, and C take you out, you make sure that he's going to teach you. He's going to treat you like your dad would, exactly. would treat you. And, and this is the standard. Yeah, if he exactly. can't do that, first of all, you're going to have to come see me. Well, you know, that's, exactly. another, that's another segment. But anyway, you're not going to treat my daughters. If they want you to hold the door or not, <laughs> at least you're going to make the attempt to say, hey, you know what, dad, you know, I went on a date with this. Joker one, two, and three, and he didn't do that. But well, you know what? That's going to be on you to make that decision on how the character of that person is going to be with you probably for the rest of your life. Because, because that, that action, and I, oh, Lady K, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, go ahead. Well, because I'm just that, saying, I said no. Um, it depends because to me, there's a lot of factors that go in there. I mean, uh, is he valet parking? Is my dress short and it's cold outside? It's just, <laughs> it's just a whole lot of things. I'm not going to stand at a door waiting on him. To come around and open the door when my legs cold. So, well, of course, I, if the, the valet's gonna open your your door in that case, but if you're going through the door at the restaurant, not all the time, not all the time, they will yeah, not. That's, sorry, not. That's a sorry valet. That's gonna miss you. Not all the time. Yeah, you gotta take time. your lady Kate to some different vacuum. Yeah, you need to, uh, we need to get you to Atlanta and take you to Chops. I mean, I ain't saying no names. I'm sorry, but the valets yeah. I know that I go places <laughs> I go, they're gonna make sure. And I'm sorry, lady. Like I said, I know it's not a requirement, but I want you. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you. I'm not gonna make tell you that you have to, but rethink that. And 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 uh, 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 somebody has a, I heard a church that has in their mission state how they lovingly lead people, so lovingly lead that gentleman into teaching and teaching him how to open a door for you. Absolutely, uh, exactly. lovingly lead him exactly. into that. Okay, because some of them do not know, and they can't be penalized for what they don't know. They don't know. But, yeah. but if right. you if you lovingly lead them, that's like Ashley. Now, it could be somewhat seems cynical, passive aggressive, just to stand in front of a door and wait on somebody to happen, and it don't happen. Like, True. are you going to get it? Because I know girls, I've seen women say, are you going to get the door for me? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, and it wasn't Listen, even in that type of way. It was more so you standing in the front of the door like you the bodyguard. <laughs> There's only been one time where I hadn't required my pathmate to open the door. Well, I'm going to say one. If we're coming to the car and we don't have umbrellas and it's raining, I'll go ahead because he clicked the button. I'll go ahead and get in the car. But if we've been in the car and we, and it's raining, he's going to pull the umbrella out and he's going to come around and he's going to get me. And if it's me and my daughter or it has been me and my daughter, 
and he doesn't have umbrella and we just got one of the big ones he's going to give the umbrella to me and my baby and we we walk and then he you know gets wet but that's been the only time where i've been like that i've got you know it hadn't been a big thing for me now if i'm sitting in the car if i've gone out on a date with somebody and that ain't what i'm sitting in the car waiting on them to come around to open up the door <laughs> like you should okay letitia said so, letitia, letitia said re, be reading uh ask be reading Corey's comment because i'm it's long I okay mean, uh letitia says sometimes oh god you have to teach a man how to treat you i agree with that Absolutely. i think yes, i you think do. you have I to teach so. people how to treat you I think yeah. you, but but and letitia but, she is so right because what you, the other girl might not, you know, they might be wanting these $40 in bundles and crab legs and stuff. And so they didn't require you to come and open up the door, uh, close the door or do anything. So yeah, you do. You know, what What I required or what I like, that other girl and all them other girls no, no, no. that she dated, they didn't they have no requirement. You ain't even got to come. You can come over at one o'clock at night and go home at before my kids get up. Let, let's let's let John answer Corey's question. Okay. Uh, John, Corey said, we're living in interesting times. We have a lot of confused people moving about the earth. We have a lot of masculine women running around here. And we have some who are beating the drum of equality. And I'm a, and I'm strong and in the, strong black and independent. And I don't need a man doing nothing for me. What's a young man to do if he wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't know how the sister will respond? What do you think, John? That's a, that's the a right great thing. point. He makes a great point because we are living in a culture in a space now where the uh, independent woman is doing her own thing. And you share the space of that person. If that person wants to be that person and she feel like she's the boss and she want to do that, it's okay with me. If that's what you want to do, you have to be you have to be comfortable in your own space first as a man and understand what value you bring to the relationship. And once you understand the, the character of that person who you're sharing, a relationship or space or dinner or whatever it is, then respect that space. Well, we have one thing that I, I, I do and I try to understand is out of the, the first 66 words out your mouth. I, I use that as my my base. I'm going to take an observation. I'm not going to judge you because we all are, all of us are a whole mess. I'm going to let you share your space. If you feel like this is what you want to do, fine. If you feel like you need this, fine. I think what we do, we put we put too much emphasis on trying to um, present ourselves of not the real person who we are, uh, ladies and men included. And then we want to we want to have the mask when we first meet you. I'm gonna let you know from the from the jump. I'm I'm buck wild, but at the same time sensitive to to your needs as well as mine. And there's not gonna be any disrespect. And if you you know you that type kind of person, you can be sure if there's a date or, or first going out, that'll be our last. Yeah. Period. I now, and and y'all let, let me let me let me tell you about John Wilson. John okay, Wilson, uh, huh? I just said okay. Ahead, he said period. Okay, okay. John, John, we might we, we might be cousin. My maiden name is Wilson. Girl, so, you Watch know how Wilson people right. in the world, but uh, y'all might be though. But listen, let, let me tell y'all about John. John, John is the most giving person that I have ever met. John will give you his last. Uh, and you, when we talked about service a minute ago, dialing being a, dialing. You know, not not dialing, you know, talking about earning his tip. John is the kind that would literally give you his last. Now, a lot of y'all, like I said, John is the one who named me the mind massager. John and I met yeah. back in 2002 at church and John wasn't even preaching yet. 
At that time, right. John was an armor bearer for the church. So and he, yeah. and he was, wasn't even really the armor bearer yet. He was kind of training to be an armor bearer at that right. point. Right, correct. And so uh, it was. A, I had just joined Jackson Memorial at that time. And uh, and, I, and, there, and at that time, Pastor wanted to find out. You tell him, John. Pastor wanted to find out if I could preach. So the oh way he God. would find out if I would preach is he would send me somewhere else first <laughs> to uh-huh. have them check me out, right? Lord, <laughs> so I'm right. So the day, go ahead, John. You tell him the whole story. Of how I, I got to tell that. it. I got to tell it. Uh, this is my, that my buddy, Kirk. Bless you, man. Bless everyone that's on this panel. When you're talking about grace and uh, somebody that was so humbled, I met uh, uh, Brother Kirkland. And uh, I was I was on duty to take him. Uh, he was preaching, a, I won't say the name, but a well-known, one of the well-known preachers uh, in Atlanta. And I was, like you said, I was training. My, my job is to always treat everybody nice because uh, that's how my mom raised me. And like you said, I give my, I give, I've given my shoes off my feet, my whole suit and chains, clothes with somebody else because what we have to understand, what we have is not ours. God is, is the provider and the sustainer of all. So when I first uh, met uh, uh, Brother Kirkland, he was getting ready to go preach, and I never heard him. So uh, we, um, I pulled up, I had my little, little green Honda kicking it. You know, I thought I was doing big things, and he never said anything about what he, you know, what he was driving. I just like, hey man, I'm supposed to take you over to this uh, pastor's to preach. And uh, when he, when I heard him, I was like, oh my! First of all, is, is listening to individuals, the dialect and the intellectual verbiage that he was speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm big on, you know, massage my brain first. I'm, I'm cool with your physical, did all that, you know, you cute and everything. Well, after we get yeah. through with the physical stuff, what can you talk to me about? I want you to massage my mind. You know what I'm saying? If you can keep me interested intellectual, then we might can go somewhere. Physical thing, we can do that, blah, blah, blah. So say all that to say this. I heard this brother preach and um, <clears throat> mind you, I'd come from uh, one of the one of renowned pastors of, uh, of this time. Uh, I'll just give his initial DLP from Chicago. So on the intellectual side, I'm used to that. But I've never heard of brothers at, uh, that was younger than me or that, that could articulate his words and, and, and the content in which he spoke was like, I heard him, I said, oh my God, I couldn't wait to get back to the church. First of all, when we got back to the church, I couldn't wait to tell uh, Pastor Sutton the, the, the verbiage and and how inst- inspiring his brother was. And he went out, we got out the car and, and you know, he went to his car. I said, whoa, man, you driving a big fat Mercedes. You got me driving you around this Honda. We could have drove <laughs> your car. He was like, you know, you said you wanted to drive. So first, first and foremost, with that attitude, I looked at him, I was like, he could have been like, man, I'm not driving this little, this little uh, this Civic you got, even though you know had gas and was cool, the air was good. I would have drove your ride, but so that right there put me on a different level with him. But when I went back to give the report, I told um, our pastor at the time, I was like, man, let me tell you something right now. I don't, I don't give chocolates. If you bad, you bad. If you garbage, I will let you know. From Chicago, we, we straight no chase or raw uncut. That's just how I am. And so I told Pastor, I said, man, this, whoever this brother is, this brother is the truth. And I came up with the, with the, I was asking God, what can I call this guy? This guy is kind of different. I've heard a lot of people, I'm gonna call him the mind massager because his 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 conversation, his intellect, 
is a, is a stoop to whatever the whatever the whatever the conversation is and the space that he would share was like mind boggling. I was like, you know, I kind of like this dude cool because if you're gonna have a friend, you want to make sure someone is going to either enhance you or put something into you to make you better. And I told um, James, I said, James, let me tell you something, man. If you even remotely use 10% of what's already in you, man, there won't no, nobody in this. I, I, I tip my hat to this brother. I'll tell him any day. It has been a pleasure and an honor to uh, meet him. And I told him, I said, man, look, I'm, I'm here to provoke you, to push you, to make you even better because his mind is, he doesn't even have to write stuff down. He just, it just poop, he just flows. And he don't know until this day, until this, until this uh, segment that I've started the, the approach of my preaching on the, on the, on the, on the cuff of how he worked, how he wrote. I was like, if God just give him one word, this brother can talk 15, 20 minutes on a subject. And ever since then, I promise y'all, this brother is a special jewel that God has enabled for me to meet. Uh, I've met some, oh my God, some, some, a lot of thousands and thousands of people, but I can put a, a handful of people that I've met, uh, CEOs, VPs, millionaires, gangsters, robbers, hookers, everything that I can put in a handful that when I really want to talk to somebody about something, a serious subject, I'm going to call James. I'm like, hey, man, let's talk about this. And let's talk about that. Matter of fact, let me give you this one last bit. Him and I, we went to a restaurant one night. My wife and I were uh, eating dinner with him. and uh, We had a great time, beautiful restaurant. I told my wife, I said, no, 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 no. You do not want to have a conversation with him because he's going to lead you to a place that you can't handle. And, and it wasn't no, no disrespect to her intellect. But I said, oh, no, 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 no. Let me bump for you. No, no, don't even start with him. And I said, because he will have you mind blown. And she was like, I said, no, don't say nothing. She's like, why? I was like, you know why? Because James is so intellectual to a conversation. He can make the simplest thing seem like, hmm, I better think about that. So I'm grateful to uh, be his guest, to be his friend. Um, there's nothing I wouldn't do. Uh, for Mr. Kirkland, him and or his family, uh, we are absolutely great friends. Uh, very, we're very competitive in, in some natures, but when there's a gift that God has put on His earth realm uh, as a friend and a person that uh, that has a, a mind that's uh, it's different, I'll put it that way in a special way. I'm grateful, uh, James, uh, for uh, being on and uh, the, the people that you have on your show. I've been following you. Your schedule's kind of Crazy, but I told her I gave you my word that I would be uh, on tonight, man. You you just been a blessing. Please don't stop. Please don't. Man, let me Bless tell you something. You can stop saying all that because I'm not gonna send you a cash app. I promise you. I'm no, I'm good. I send you one. Joke. No, I, 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 I appreciate that. I wanted him to come on because no, that's the truth, know, man. It's the truth. He's one of the most gracious. He's really one of the most gracious people I know. So that's why I brought him on. Like I said, I'm gonna have different guests that, that compliment what Lady K and 
what Ashley and I are trying to do. And these conversations, I believe, will help people. Uh, if anything, we just got to learn how to treat people right. You know, when he when he pulled yeah. up in his Honda Civic, first of all, it was a new Honda Civic. So why would I want to get it? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I sat down nah, in Honda Civic. I, 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 I had beans. I did. It was brand new. I got it up showroom floor at that time. But I was a yeah, dude. I had awesome. a dude, but, I, but I, I had a ride. And that's all that mattered to me. You were going to take me. So I got in the right. seat and I laid back and I reclined. And we had a conversation. We talked that day. That was our first time meeting. Yes, but we talked like time. we had been knowing each other for years because right. we related on so many levels. And right. uh, and that's what I try. Let me tell you, sometimes people, uh, they don't get me. And I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think faster sometimes or I, I respond quickly because I process quick. You know, and, and, and then sometimes people think I'm being sarcastic. Or so I've right. even been called mean. I've been called a whole lot of things. And Lady K, you said something about me earlier today. What was that you said earlier? Because and she slideways paper cut me, y'all. But I, I let it say. I got I got I to respect my yeah. elders. Oh my <laughs> she is two oh, or three years older. Really? She is two or three years older than I. Something like that. A year older, something like that. But that's my that's my she sister for real. Lady K, what did you say about me earlier? I was just saying you are not a mean person. Sometimes your delivery may come across pretty sharp, but you're not mean at all. And I think people need to. You know, sometimes we'll miss the message, listening to or paying more attention to the messenger. And I don't ever want people to do that with you. I, I think you're one of the sweetest people I know. But you got to be able to take you, though. You got to be able to take you. And, and, and honestly, that's why I try not to expose myself to too many people. You're trying because to get I a cash app. Like, okay. huh? huh? You're trying to get a cash app. Oh, I'm no. Saying, I'm telling y'all right now. now you know how I ain't got Don't no job. I ain't, no, I ain't got no job. So I ain't sending nobody no cash out. So really? Bully me. <laughs> but I, I make I make money though. I figure it out. I promise uh-huh. I figure it out. But no, Dang, we real talk. What but is, real talk. What is the heck did that come Cause you said something about sending out cash. I don't know. I mean, you know I start talking crazy. But real talk though. I, that's why honestly, and John knows this. I don't rock with everybody. Right, right. I, right. I don't because yeah, and if I don't yeah. rock with you, and put it like this, I don't rock with everybody, but who I rock with, I rock with. That's and right. I rock with him. Like at Lady Cam and I sit on the phone from 11 30, 12 o'clock at night, talk for an hour and just laugh and laugh and laugh. Right. Ashley and I send voice messages to each other back and forth all day long. Uh John and I might not talk for a month, but when we talk when we do talk, we we'll talk like we've been friends and like like we hadn't missed a beat. Who That's I right. rock with is who I rock with. My uncle Chuck's on, on here now, Charles Tolliver. He knows me better than anybody. anybody. Chanel, we worked together for about three or four years. She knows me. I'm a one-on-one type person. I'm not really a one-on-crowd type people unless it's a crowd I can control. But being an, the introvert I am, it's much easier for me to sit behind this microphone and talk than to be in a crowd full of 10 or 15 people. That's just not my thing. Now, if I'm preaching in front of 5,000, that's cool. That's a crowd I can control. I can handle that. But me by myself, I'm going straight to the point, and I'm go- and and that's it until we get to know each other. Right, now, right. once we get to know each other, man, I bleed for you. I be, I mean, I, I mean, I I love people. I, that's why I'm doing this whole podcast now because I'm trying to show you different things. What I mean? What what about gratuity? You know what? Yeah. What about people that don't that don't go in the places and don't know how? I mean, go in places that don't know how to tip. Let's talk yes, about sir. that. Let's share our experiences. Let's talk about grace. John comes right. on and talks about how he treats his wife and how he treats ladies and what and what he command uh, demands for his daughters. If That's I can right. share a uh, 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 share something with you and say, sisters, please try to make this a requirement to make men better. Right. That's all I'm, you know. So I want I ain't gonna beat you down. I mean, I want I want to build you up because I think it's easier to put my hand out and lift you up than to keep beating you down. Some people like to be beat on because your hands are because their hands are on you, but that ain't the only kind of love. Ain't nobody got to touch you to love you. 
That's cool. I can talk to you to love you. And nobody is really listening to a person who's just gonna keep on uh, trying to hit you over the head with a hammer. Nobody wants to. I'm not expecting any of that. No, well, it's a certain segment that will, and those are the ones that are used to being abused. See, Mm -hmm. uh, see, it's so easy to create a subculture because John, I think you told me this once before. You say you do it with something 21 days, (laughs) and then it becomes a habit, right? Absolutely. If you get used to this new normal. Where, where and you've settled into this, some people call it a rhythm, right? You settled into this rhythm and you do this dance, then you'll stay in that vein. That's not right. that's not what we want. We want to try to empower people because guess what? If we got stronger women, if we got stronger men, now we could be strong together. John, I ain't gonna lie. With the advice you just gave Corey, bless me. Because mm-hmm. I had an issue sometimes with some of these so-called strong women. But no, like I'm you good. said, let her be strong in her space. Right. And as long as she's not emasculating me, then what's the problem? Let's just be what they say, right Absolutely. side, you be strong, I be strong, and we'll be strong together. Go ahead, Lady Absolutely. K, then I'm gonna let John do his uh his uh final tell us all about his ministry, and then we're gonna go to the next subject when we get out here. Well, we ahead, wanna, I wanna invite them uh hold on, John, hold on. Let, let Lady K okay. say what she's gonna say first. You can go okay. ahead. No, you go I first, just, Lady K, because I know what he's about to do. I just wanted to stick this in here. I wasn't gonna say anything, but then you just talk about emasculating the men. And I just want to bring the point out to the women to be careful in us requiring certain things that we don't do that. You know, right now, our whole country, probably the world is kind of going through this thing, watching this particular couple. I'm not going to call their name. And there is a lot of emasculation going on. So I want to be careful right right now. And they say, you know, I love the black man. You know that. And you can never get me to say anything bad about him, but we just have to be careful that we balance that thing out real good. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. I, That's I concur. Good. Okay. All right, John, tell them who you are. Tell them where you are. So uh, we can say, so I appreciate you, man. Bless you. I am a pastor, senior pastor, John Wilson, CEO and founder of Yahweh Global Ministries in Austell, Georgia, 2480 East West Connector, uh, Austell, Georgia. If you're in the Atlanta area, you can look us up, uh, service at nine o'clock. Uh, so we on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We on all the social media uh, outlets. But uh, cordially, um, James, if it's okay, you can coordinate a day with your panel uh, just to show some love to them and uh, take them out. My wife and I will be glad to uh, take them out uh, as your guests and you as well. You're going to fly them in because they all live in Little Rock. They all live in Little Rock. <laughs> you going to fly them in? If we have to do that, we can do that. I mean, if, if, if the, whatever whatever it takes for them to show them hospitality and for them being guests on your show, I've been watching a while. We have to do what we have to do. And, and my thing is to show love. Uh, God is the embodiment of love. And everything that we have is his anyway. So, you know, if it's come from Little Rock, I mean, if, you, if you're friends with James, then you're friends with me. So whatever I would do for him, I would do for you. So it, it's not a tip or a tap. But uh, it just as a as a token of appreciation for what you ladies do uh, and being guests on this show on the regular. I think uh, I know uh, uh, Miss Ash, Miss G, Miss G, I'm going to say Miss G, uh, a little bit more than Lady K. I've seen uh, Lady K a few times, but there's just a small gesture of a token. If you ladies uh, come to Atlanta or whatever, plan, plan a weekend, let us know. We'll do uh, what we can. But that's just who I am. I mean, I'll give you a shirt off my back. It doesn't matter. God says, whatever you do, uh, Luke 6, 34, 24 through 28 says, whatever you say, love thy enemies, do good to them, 
And if you do something for somebody, don't look for nothing in return because what what is 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 his anyway. And he has to allow the enemy to do anything to you anyway. And then if God's considering you, that's a compliment. So I I pray that uh, God considers this show, uh, Brother Kirkland, uh, his guest Lady K, and, and Miss G. I, I pray that God's favor and grace and restoration is upon you and uh, everything that you do and every way your feet shall shine. Let the preparation of gospel Amen. peace be with you. My absolute. Amen. Man, thank you, John. Yeah, Bless you. All right, let's just pass the collection plate and we done got the benediction. <laughs>
What's your process when it comes to dealing with families? Well, James, it's a little different from the funeral director aspect um, of it, dealing with grief. Um, one of the things that I like to do um, when I get the call that a person's loved one has passed, Pine Bluff is a kind of small town because so nine times out of 10, that person that has passed, I kind of know them already or know their family. Um, there's a different approach for every um, background, I guess, so to speak. Um, when a person has been sick, um, dealing with sickness for years and the older person, they've been dealing with, you know, in and out of death, back doors, you call it. That approach is different versus someone um, in your instance who's gone into the hospital one day and the next day that person is is gone. That approach is different. I had to, it's easy to be sympathetic to that person versus empathetic. Um, you know, we all have that sympathy, but you have to put yourself in that person's shoes. Um, grief, death has a way, I call death a hurricane. Death comes into our life and just tears our life to pieces. And then when death leaves, we're stuck trying to put the pieces back together again. Mm. Um, and so my approach is a little different because I understand that for one, that person is vulnerable. Um, two, that person may be angry. Um, they, that person may be in denial. We see that a lot where loved ones are they're in denial that, hey, I can't believe this has really happened. And a lot of times they hadn't processed the whole idea that death has happened. And so when they finally process it, it's kind of like I'm angry, I'm mad. And so I'm all, I always go into it with the idea that that could have been my family. And I treat that person as if they're my family. That that leads me to one thing I don't do. I don't ask them how the person has died. I think mm -hmm. we have got to, you know, we as a race of people, that's the first thing we ask. How did they die? Um, what happened? So, what happened? <laughs> that's, what, that's what we ask them. We got to get away from that. Um, we got to get away from that. Um, how are you doing? How do you think I'm doing? Right. I've lost my mother. I've lost my father. I've lost my child. I'm not doing good at all. So one of the things I use is that I'm here for you. Um, I don't even go into the idea. Um, I don't go into the idea that um, if you need me, call me. Because mm. you may need $5,000. I don't have $5,000 to give you. <laughs> and so you have to get away from that. Ask how that person died. You have to get away from telling them if you need me, call it. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things that and you can't even say, I know how you feel. Just because you've lost your mother, wow, you can't say, weird. I know how you feel. Because that's your weird. relationship with your mother may not be my relationship with my mother. Mm. Um, my, and what is one thing, um, James, to be in the shoes of the funeral director to where I, I've, I've helped millions of families, I wouldn't say millions, thousands of families, you know, sit there and help arrange. But it's different when death come knocking at your door. Um, I lost my grandmother in September of 2021. And then in September of 22, I lost my grandfather. Um, right there back to back. And so there's a difference when you've sat and helped people sit on one side of the table. Now here you are on this side of the table. Um, and so I, I've, I've discovered we have to get out of um, kind of put yourself in, that, in those people's shoes, how, wondering how they feel and what they're going through. Um, and just be um, empathetic to their feelings. And it's okay to, you know, to to say, you know, I'm here for you. I'm, I understand, you know, but I just, I get out of that. I understand. I've been there. No, because I hadn't been there. Okay. Man, that is some valuable information. Let, let, let's, 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 re, let's retort what he just said. He said, number one, don't ask how the person died. 
that's that's so insensitive. Don't don't ask that. And I and I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of people ask that. You know, I, I did ask some people <clears throat> ask what she's sick. Uh, but those were most people. Yeah, yeah. I had when my friend passed away. Um, I had people inboxing me asking me, "What's well, what happened? Or was he sick? Or I just got to know." And it was to the point where I was about to cuss some people out. Actually, I wanted to make a Facebook post about it. Like, don't inbox me if, ask me if about how this happened or, or why it happened. If, you're, if you haven't talked to the family members, then you don't need to know. And my friend was real private. So they were asking the wrong person anyway. Don't harm. It's just that they don't know what to say. Exactly, that ain't it. And, and that, but you know what? I think it's okay to say nothing. That's right. I mean, the, the, be, the best, the best thing that I saw, and I, and I'm honestly, I, the best thing I felt was prayers. I mean, honestly, if I if you say you're praying for me and you mean it, even if you say I'm praying for you, then right quick say, Kirk, God, please, please bless Kirk. Now you prayed. Your obligation is done. And then it's on. Then at that point, it's God's God's decision to move at that moment, right? And I had a mm -hmm. lot of grace. During that film, you saw me, Chilton. Did I mean? Did I break down at all? No, you were. You were. I think the at the cemetery, I had to kind of make you sit down. <laughs> yeah, you did. You really did. You made me sit down because I, I was. I'm a preacher now. I'm a preacher. I'm her son, but I'm. I have a job to do as a preacher and a, and a and a minister. And that was number one to send my mama off right. So I was. That wasn't going. That was going to happen first and foremost. I was going to make sure that mama was sent off right. And and you. Being the funeral director you are and being the man you are, bro, you made it easy, man. And I appreciate you. But first of all, you said don't let don't ask how the person died. Secondly, you said, don't say if you need me, call me. Now, let me say this. I had a lot of people say, What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? If you need something, if you need something. But I had a lot of people who didn't ask me what I needed and started sending cash apps. Right. And and those people sent those cash apps. And I'm gonna be honest, going home, Lady K. I ain't had to pay for nothing. Yeah. My flight was covered. My hotel was covered. I was able to drive a car while I was there. Now, those were my friends. And some of those came out the blue. I mean, I had people walking up to me my funeral, at the funeral putting $100 in my hand, right? And I had people, uh, I had, I, mean, I look up and somebody said, well, why are you staying with your family? I said, no, nah, I don't want to stay with my family. They said, where are you going to stay at? I said, I don't know yet. They said, well, I'm going to get you a room. They said, do you mind if I send you some money? I'm like, no, nah, you ain't got to do that. One person got, got upset with me because I act, I said, you don't have to send me no money. They said, don't deprive me of an opportunity to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bless you. And that person sent me $200 like that, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and that kept happening. So for sometimes, if you say you want to help somebody, figure yes. out a way that you can be, you know, I, I, right. I, I use the expression when I teach sometimes, you can't tell help how to be helped. Right. So if you're going to help somebody and you know what your strength is or what you're available or what you're able to do, go ahead and do that. Somebody what now another aunt wasn't able to send me no money, but she sure made me some tea cakes. <laughs> and man, I ate, I ate the H-E double hockey sticks out of them tea cakes too. Yeah. So that's it. So don't say if you need me, call me. Then this was a good one. Man, Doc, and I appreciate you. Don't say I understand how you feel. Right. You don't mm. know my relationship with my mom. Right. Right. And I don't, and I, and number one, some of y'all thought it was my stepmama because y'all didn't know I even had a separate a, a, a stepmom and a mom because my stepmom raised me. So I had a different relationship. Some of y'all done killed my stepmom and she's wide awake. I mean, what well, she is alive <laughs> and well right now because you don't know. You don't know. So you can't ask people if you don't understand how to, you want to elaborate on that? Lady K, can you, can you speak to that? 
I can just a little bit. I, and, you know, I'm very blunt. I would say whatever you do, don't lie because people will depend on what you say if they know you well enough. So everything you said, don't say for real, don't say it. And the things that you mean, say them, hug people, give them positive touches. They don't want everybody touching them, but you know your relationship with the person. Sometimes people, and, and it may have been my position in my cancer life, but they may have been hugging someone or standing alone and they can look across the room and see me and you they give you that look like, I just need a hug. I just need a touch. So, you know, kind of be led in, in all of that. But yeah, make, make yourself available if you need to be available. If you don't, don't. If you just being nosy, don't don't do that because you might get your feelings hurt, you know, in this day and time. So, and that's be what Valencia Coleman just said. Valencia, said, yes. Go ahead, and ask, read it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Valencia said just being nosy and not really concerned. Don't post RIP the day a person, uh, the day of a person passing. Family may not know. That's exactly what happened. Absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, my stepfather passed. People were posting that. And I'm just thinking to myself, ain't nobody asked y'all to post nothing. That's number Absolutely. one. His wife hadn't posted none. None of his children had posted anything. He just passed in the hospital. You got somebody gave you a tad bit of information, and you feel like you got to be the first person to put it out. Same thing with my with my friend. I've seen somebody come in and say, "Wow, this is my cousin. I didn't know." And I'm thinking to myself, the family hadn't even gave permission, and I say permission to even post it. Like, how dare you even, first of all, wow. deprive somebody of even telling the world something that has happened to their loved one. It made me mad. Like, I get real angry. Now, James, I will say I was one, I think I was one of the people, I'm one of the people that say, if you need me, call me. And but we got a different relationship. Well, we, well we, no. No, no, we got a different relationship. I'm, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the people. Right. I'm talking about people I ain't talked to in 15, 20 years. And I'm saying I don't this is a to. general statement for me. Yeah, and, yeah. and the man done taught me a little something today. And the reason why I say that <laughs> is because I'm not a person who wants to boggle you down with phone calls because you might not want to talk. Mm -hmm. At the time where you feel like you need to talk, hey, it doesn't matter what time it is, I'm here. So that's kind of when I, the, the reason why I make that statement, but then now he done made me feel like don't make that statement no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't hey, know what you need. You may need to cry on the phone. Like you that's been I, in that life. You know, I, uh -huh. I, I was up reading something, Miss Ash, and I saw I saw it, and when I saw it, I immediately thought about James, and I screenshot I sent it to him. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to say, you know, hey, listen, but it was just something that, since he was on my mind at that time, um, mm -hmm. I, everybody else is sleeping. I'm up praying. And this mm -hmm. happened to come across my mind while I was reading that post. And I said, you know, I got to give that to him. Send it to him. And that's exactly what it says. It's not over when the funeral is done and everyone go back to their mm -hmm. life. The journey down Grief Highway begins. Mm -hmm. That blessed me, bro. I said it, I sat here and I cried. I sat here about 5 30 in the because he sent that to me about five or six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh I and uh and 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 and, and this grief process with my mom has been very sporadic. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. mean, I'm cool. And then I have a, a burst of crying, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, I think about something. I'm like, dang, I ain't gonna never hear from my mom again. You know, or something along those lines, you know? So I go through those moments and for him to say to, for me to read that it's not over when the funeral is done, and everyone goes back to their lives. That's when the journey down grief highway begins. That blessed me because it mm -hmm. let me know that it's okay to still grieve. 
and it's letting you know yeah. that this process that I'm not that I'm gonna grieve for a while. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. that blessed me. And 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 Chilton and I don't know each other. He told me yesterday I'm old enough to be his daddy because I am, because <laughs> he's the same age as my little sister. My little sister's 30, 31 years old. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 18 years older than she is. So when I left Pine Bluff, my sister was five about five years older. That no, she might be about three or four years old at that time. So they're from a different generation. I don't know what Chilton saw about me for us to continue the connection beyond that day, but we've continued to converse. You know what I'm saying? And that means a lot to me because he understood the grief aspect of my my, my step my mama didn't raise me. My stepmama raised me. But I spent my summers and holidays and any time I wanted to go with my mom. So we had a relationship and we developed it more as we got older, right? Because my mom had me when she was young. She had me very young. She was 17. Uh, so we we had a good relationship, but it got better as we got older. And it's still some things I felt like I missed. For him to tell me that, the, the, that, when, that that's when the journey down Grief Highway begins, man, that helped me. And I mm-hmm. thought about that for a lot of other people. So I said, you know what? And I didn't even have Chilton set to be on the show tonight. I actually had somebody else I was going to ask, but that person didn't respond. I'm thankful that they didn't because Chilton and I have been communicating and I felt like he would be the one. I, I felt mm-hmm. like he would be the one. And I, and I really appreciate him. It was one more thing that he said, y'all, and we're going to get off this call. We get off tonight because we've had a good, good conversation, I think, tonight. But the other thing he said was don't ask people how they're doing. You already know how they're doing. Right. Don't ask. Let me take this off. Okay. That don't, don't, don't ask people how they're doing. Don't do it. Don't do it. The, the I, Children, you talking to the laity because you're a professional in this area. What would be your response? What would be your advice as what we should? You told us what not to say, but tell us what you think we should say. Um, prime example, um, James, today my, my best friends lost her husband. Um, wasn't sick, hadn't been sick or nothing, just was went to bed and didn't wake up this morning. And he's 45, 46. She's young. Um, He wasn't even 40. He may have been 40, 41. But when I called, I didn't call her. I texted her. And just to simply say, I'm here for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I left it at that with a whole bunch of hug emojis. Um, Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't know, you know, people deal with grief and deal with death in a whole different aspect. Those of us that are spiritual, um, the word says the strong are the better infirmities of the weak. And so um, I just, I stand on that. So I'm here for her. That's that's all I sent her. And she sent me back, I love you. And it was that's all I said. And, and we, we were done with it. A lot of times, like Miss uh, Ms., Ms. Ash said, is that we want to be on Facebook because we want to be the first ones to post it. Because we want yeah. people to call us and say, such and such and such died. I had so many calls till I just had to turn the phone off. And say, please don't call me no more. Ask me anything about how that young man died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but people, I can say, Miss Miss Ash, they were respectful. Nobody posted anything until his wife, which is my best friend, posted it maybe about a couple of hours ago. But okay. just a simple text to let that person know, I'm here for you. Um, I used to, I was the world's worst with, oh, I'm just call me if you need me, call me if you need me, until that person called me. And I was like. Oh, well, let me see. You can do what they need. Let, let me see. Right. Do it. So I got out of that. So just a simple text to say, I'm here for you. And re- refrain from calling them. A lot of mm-hmm. times that happens. Folk are calling their phone. Ha- let me tell you how it works. Everybody bombards your house for that whole week. 
Uh, Friday, we're going to go to visitation with you. Saturday, we're going to the funeral with you. Saturday evening, we come back to your house. We're going to play cards. We're going to sing. Sunday morning, everybody gets up and they go home. Sunday evening, your house is quiet as mouse. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jesus. That's when you stop by and say, hey, I just stopped by to check on you. Um, mm-hmm. Let's eat. You know, yeah. just be be there to be their listening ear. Be there to be their shoulder to cry on. Be there when they get up at 5 o'clock in the morning because they can't sleep. Be that person and say, let me just call them and see, hey, um, why did this happen to me? I had a young girl that we buried her husband years ago. She called me ooh, maybe six or seven months after the funeral and said, why am I at 47 years old, a widow? How did this happen to me? Wow. Mm. I had no answer, but I simply said, I, listen, I'm here for you. Jeez. If you want to cuss, cuss. You want to go get something, right. let's go. <laughs> wow. You know, just hey. be <clears throat> for them. Brother Tilton, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You have been a blessing. Uh, this, honestly, this whole show has been a blessing tonight. I, I, I like this format that we we tried tonight, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stick with it. And uh, Chilton, y'all, was on his way back from Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I called him, and I asked him what he do it, and he pulled over. He stopped in Little Rock at the gas uh, station. <laughs> at the gas station, and thankfully he's been able to hold his reception and give us these nuggets. Uh, give me th- give me three more minutes, Chilton, and we out of here. Yes, no problem. Uh, Tamir White said, my brother, my brother found my father when he died. Uh, my brother found, uh, he said, understand that people grieve differently. My brother found my father when he died and ne- has never wanted counseling. That's been 24 years ago. I'm the one that received counseling. Sometimes I didn't know what to say to my brother who is five years younger than me, but we, but we both dealt with it uh, differently. Joy, who uh, lost her mother uh, last year, she said, I'm over here getting remad thinking about all the things that people said to me and my sister when my mom passed because people were so insensitive to her. I'll, so, uh, I'll also, also say when the lady said something about 24 years and, and somebody also said that uh, uh, grief has no time. My grandmother died when I was five. That was my the most favorite person to me ever in the world. And I still have trouble having conversations about my grandmother who died in 1992 and I was five. I can't, people still can't sing soon and very soon because it takes me to a whole nother level. So it definitely doesn't have a time frame and nobody can tell you how to have that moment. You can't expect people to have the same thoughts about it as you, but they can't tell you how to have your grieving moments. Wow, that's good. Lady K, you got any final closing moments before we get ready to get out of here? I don't. I just want to say that we remember we do not grieve as he that has no hope. That's y'all don't see John. I wish y'all could see John Wilson right now. What he's doing, I I can still see him in the, in the chat. He's praying for me right now. I only have him on right now. But if, if I would have put if I would have put him in the stream right now, you would see I see him pointing his hand towards me, and he's in prayer right now, praying for us on the show right now. That's that that's the kind of people I have that are starting that God is starting to surround me with. Mm-hmm. And that I, I put a post out the other day saying that in this season you'll be able to choose your own circle. I'm choosing my circle and I, I want will. people around me like Chilton yeah. Blunt and mm-hmm. I want people around me like John Wilson. I want people around me like Dylan Winston and Lady K and Chanel and Joy and all. I want people around me that that really are concerned about me as an overall person, you know what I'm saying, yeah. about my mental health and my emotional intelligence and people that I can I can share something with that ain't going to be the only one taking something, right? I want somebody right. who can pour something back into me because sometimes you you're spiritually bankrupt dealing with certain people because you have to exhaust yourself, right? Yeah. And I'm done with that. 
I'm done. And John used John uses the term. He said, "I'm done with these Similac sipping saints." I'm done. <laughs> I love I'm it. Done. If you ain't love on me, don't holler at me. I'll meet you in the next lifetime. But I'm done. Yeah. I promise you. Chilton Blunt, we friends, man. We friends. And I told yes. you what I, I told you when I come to town and you have an open service, you make sure you let me start. You make sure you let me do it. You know what I'm, my new song is. You know what my new song. She said her what'd you say your song, your funeral song was soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. My new one is I moved. From my old house, and I moved. Boy, they, they sung that at my mama's funeral. And when oh, I say they sung that song, coming in there, Jack, we couldn't. We ain't had time to be sad, man. They, that choir sung. I've so never, good. never heard. Did you see that? That video has got nine thousand views, man. Yeah. People love. You told me people love my mama because you had been around a lot more than I had in the latter yeah. years. And man, they love my mama, man. I'm talking about, and it wasn't before the four hundred, huh? We say children. She was a really sweet, good look. man. I give give. Uh, uh, I'm giving away a free plug, and I give Paradise a free plug tonight. And then I'm going. I'm gonna shut it down. Give Paradise a free plug. Go ahead. Oh, oh well, you know what to say. Well, other than we're Paradise here on Palm Bluff, we serve free location. Palm Bluff, my See us. Listen, I tell any families, insurance is important. So many people are dying young, old, and they're not prepared. Listen. But less than twenty-five dollars a month, you you can secure your future for your you know your final expense, as we call it. So even if it's not paradise, it gets you some life insurance. Yeah, <laughs> and I sell life insurance as well. So if y'all need some life insurance, I do that as well. But if you need a pre-need program, a pre-need program, definitely go to a funeral home, go to paradise, uh, go somewhere, and uh, allow them to bless you. And and it does alleviate. My mom was covered, thank God. And uh, and we didn't have any issues. You didn't have no issues, right? We need to do. I need to raise okay. the offering tonight. Okay, <laughs> make sure my mama's. Straight. And I want to say that I help people with their uh, end of life homegoing prepared or pre planning packet. So okay. all of this working together, let's make sure that we are covered. I like that feeling. All right, that sounds good. Chill to me. I appreciate you, man. Uh, we get ready to go, y'all. Uh, if y'all see uh, right there, you see the cash app, you see the zeal, you see the PayPal. If you want to be a blessing to this platform. I have other things that I plan on doing. I want to bless some people through this show. I want to, you know, help some single mothers with some groceries and I want to help some light pay some bills and whatnot. But I can't I can't do that alone. I need your help to do that. So as we grow together, we'll start doing that. John Wilson, first time he saw us, he was asking me how he could how he could uh, be a sponsor on this show. He always has asked, you know, and then people and I appreciate people like him. So, Ashley, I thank you for sacrificing for us. You have a safe trip tomorrow. I know your daughter, you got to get your daughter straight. Ashley really does make a sacrifice every week because she has to drive an hour and a half home from work and then make it on this show and all that stuff. And she does it. And I appreciate her for that. So y'all know how I end my show every night. I say that the world is changing. 